Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 237. My name is Chris. And I'm Angela. Good morning, Angela. Are you ready to bring in our mumble room? Yes. Time appropriate greetings, mumble room. Good day. We have a lot to cover today. A lot of interesting things have developed. The first couple of stories are are a little Apple-heavy, but we'll just do the light sprinkling. There's lots of people talking about this, so we don't have to go into all of this. But the number one story I want to start with today is the FBI has asked to delay the Apple trial, which which was going to be resuming today. Is asked to delay the Apple trial so that way they can try out a new hacking technique that was oh been sent into them. Yeah, well, it turns out the FBI has done such a good job by drawing worldwide attention to this matter. In fact, if you're not familiar with the origins of the story, Apple actually wanted to keep this quiet. They just didn't want to make a big thing out of this, and they requested that this remain under the wraps because it started under the wraps in January. Uh, and then the FBI had filed publicly, intentionally, to draw public heat to the matter, hoping the San Bernardino case would be enough of a public galvanizing uh, issue to get behind the FBI. However, they fundamentally miscalculated. They also forgot they're going up against Apple, which honestly has some of the best lawyers in the business. I mean, they've had the best lawyers forever. Yep. They uh, and they just begun steamrolling the FBI recently in court filings, pointing out loopholes of logic in the FBI's own case, citing examples of uh, uh, newer, updated laws that po- actually explicitly prohibit what they're requesting. I mean, just really like obvious, they had done their homework and really had a case here. And so, as the FBI conducted its own research, and as a result of the worldwide publicity, they say, and the attention on this case. Others outside the U.S. government have continued to contact the U.S. government, offering avenues of possible research. If they find the method viable, then it would eliminate the need for assistance from Apple. Hence, they're dropping out, likely. Now, Apple is ready to bring out its big guns today. Apple's head of product security and privacy was scheduled to appear in court. This guy is an encryption genius. And he filed a declaration last week arguing the FBI's request could have wide-reaching effects on security and systems used by major technology companies. In the court, uh, it, yeah, if the court accepts the uh, FBI's request to delay, the agency's plan, uh, agency plans to file a status report by April 5th. So we should find out by April 5th if the new hack works or not. Wow, they need that long. Uh, and it's likely – I'm sure they're going to be removing the storage and uh, putting it into another board and then making an infinite amount of tax against it and completely bypassing the operating system, which is where the 10 and your dead lockout exists. Uh, this is a uh, – this is – what this is unquestionably, regardless of what the FBI says, is they realized that they were about to go into court using the All Writs Act of 1789 and Apple – was going to devastate their case. And the precedent that was going to be set is the All Writs Act couldn't be used for this, which could begin to un- unravel hundreds of other things that our federal agencies use the All Writs Act for. We thought this isn't the only thing they're using this law for. And if they lost this case, the precedent that would be set would be devastating for them. See, they were going into this hoping to set a precedent that they could use it to compel companies to essentially write code and unlock devices. But instead, the case was turning against them. And so now they're hitting the abort button. Jeez. Pretty classy. And, you know, it's good to see that there was some public backlash. <clears throat> there was a lot of uh, – it took them a few days, but a lot of companies came together to support this effort. And when it went to hearings, there was actually legitimately good questions that were uh, – and pushback against the FBI. So pretty interesting and pretty major development in this case. And it sounds like 
Maybe the FBI will just use the billions and billions of dollars in its budget or the billions of dollars in the NSA's budget to go after it the old-fashioned style. Uh, and then we do have a couple of uh, uh, new uh, Apple News events to cover really quickly unless the Mumbroom has any thoughts on the FBI case before we move on or Ange, if you have any thoughts. Nope. I'm a th- I think it's a good development mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's sort of almost all. Uh, really, We'll have to see after April 5th. It, it, they could say it didn't work. Hopefully. I kind of hope for their failure. <laughs> yeah, but then they have to go back into court. Of course, then if they go back into court, right. then Apple, Apple will probably trounce them. And yeah, mop them with the floor. <laughs> Hopefully. You yeah. never know, though. Yeah, I know. Could get a, you could get a corrupt judge in there or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the question, the question really was is, uh, as Micah points out, what do you want to bet that before too much longer they'll try again against a smaller company after a bigger terror attack? Maybe, maybe, maybe a weaker company. That could be it. And then go to court and win. So real quickly, we'll continue on the Apple news. Apple unveiled yesterday the iPhone SE. Yeah. Uh, are you excited about this one? Yes, I am. It's yeah, essentially it's the same. as fast as my phone. Yeah, it's essentially the iPhone 6S in your current case. I mean, yep. you have the iPhone 5S now. Yes. And, uh, of course, with this, you're going to get a much better camera than what you have now. Mm-hmm. I truly am impressed with that camera. You're going to get a way better processor, too. So, yeah, yep. you'll be up for that. Um, and... Uh, the other kind of big things I think they're the takeaway from the Apple event is the numbers. So this is just a breakdown of some of the numbers really quick. Uh, April 1st is Apple's, Apple's 40th birthday. Oh. There are 1 billion app, active Apple devices. 93% of Apple facilities run on renewable energy, 100% renewable power in the United States, and 100% renewable in 23 other countries. Wow. 99% of packaging is recycled uh, from uh, or f- done from sustainably managed forests. Research. I recycled some Apple boxes. Recently. Yeah, you did. Uh, Apple uh, a research kit study became uh, the largest Parkinson study in less than twenty four hours. The third a third of watch owners regularly charge their bands. Uh, largest uh, largest sales ever for Apple TV and fourth generation induction. And they claim Apple Watch is the top smelling selling smelling <laughs> top selling smartwatch in the world. There are five thousand Apple TV apps and over thirty million four inch iPhones sold last year. And to date, there have been 200 million 9.7-inch iPads sold and over 1 million apps in the App Store designed for the iPad. And the iPhone SE will be coming to 100 countries on launch by May or by May. Uh, so there you go, Ansh. There's the numbers of the Apple event. That's all I really had. Well, uh, and um, I think you can pre-order starting – Like Friday or something probably? Yeah. What are you going to do? And then they'll ship at the end of the month. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to play a bit of a clip. This will probably get us pulled off YouTube, which I think is ridiculous because I think it's fair use and coverage of the Apple event. But there was one thing at the Apple event that I thought was pretty interesting. And I really think Apple was trying to message, look at us, we're the good guys. So it starts two and a half minutes into the keynote, Tim Cook talking about their fight against the FBI right off the top of the keynote. Yeah. Uh, He goes right into it, talks about why he thinks it's important, why it's important for the customers. Then, very cleverly, the next thing they talk about is all of Apple's environmental stats that I just rattled off. (laughs) Then the next thing they talk about is your health information on your iPhone. And then, in part of all of this, they mix in Liam, which is the recycling robot, which I think was actually kind of the cool thing from the event. Uh, I'll play just a little bit of it, and hopefully it doesn't get us uh, blocked on YouTube. The iPhone is the result of years of innovation. Did you see this? But true innovation... I'll show you just a little bit of it. ...considering what happens to a product... At every stage of its life cycle. So they're talking about recycling. Meet Liam. When it's time, Liam deconstructs your iPhone. Parts are detected and removed and separated. So the materials inside those parts can be repurposed. So they're trying to make the case. Cobalt and lithium from the battery. 
separate the gold and copper in the camera. This is a response to a common criticism, right? Platinum from the main logic board. So the materials in your iPhone can live on. And so they they also announced like an Apple recycling program and things like that. Kind of wow. an interesting way to really pitch it. And that's a neat. That's a, isn't that a great yeah. video? They have such yeah. a high video production budget. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm sure it doesn't actually look like that, but no, it does. Really? That, yeah, yeah. That is a Liam. That is they actually call it Liam wow. too. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just doesn't probably have that clean background, but that is the real robot. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> One of the interesting things that they do because they design the hardware is they also design the manufacturer. So when they make a new iPhone, they don't just design the look of the iPhone. They also then design the manufacturing tools and uh, bits and whatever metals they have to work with. They design all of that component of it too. And now they're trying to present, we also are now designing how you completely disassemble it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Trying to be good guy Apple going up against the FBI in a way, it seems. All right. Well, let's stop talking about Apple. And let's talk just really quickly about Android N. And maybe we'll expand on this in Linux Unplugged. But the Android N beta is out. And we really haven't had a chance to talk about it. But if you have a uh, Nexus device, you could probably go get your hands on it. And one of the things that's showing up in N, it looks like, is something called multi-window mode. Now, it's hidden in Android N. But look at this, Ange. The Android apps, when you go on a large screen like this, actually can be broken out into individual windows. So these are each individual apps, Android apps, running as separate windows like on a desktop environment should be kind of nice on a tablet. Weird. Mumble Room, if you could bust out your Android apps in an individual, like a windowed environment with a start bar kind of like thing to, along the bottom, would you consider running maybe Android on like a, a test laptop or something like that? I mean, this looks like a pretty usable desktop with access to Android apps. If you can get a lot of work done on your phone or tablet, what about on a laptop? Thoughts? Yeah, it looks like they're trying to possibly get into the laptop desktop market with their Android with the wearable stuff. Is this the death call for Chrome OS? Oh, I wonder. Because yeah. if they could do that and get Android like that, they could kill off Chrome OS, replace it with Android, and have only one OS they're working on. Right. Which there's been kind of hints of the two merging. Like, there was some experimentation with the recent Pixel. I remember the recent Pixel's really a tablet running Chrome OS, right? Or Android? It's running Android. So can you run... An app on the laptop and your phone? Well, this is just Android. This is just running Android on the laptop. Yeah, I don't get it. So you could have Android on your phone. Yeah. And you could have all those same apps Oh, okay. Available. So, okay. so it's just like Apple then. <laughs> well, that you can't run iOS on a laptop. True. And if you could, it would all be full screen applications or side by side at best. This is more like a Linux desktop. Or, I see. Yeah. Okay. And the, see, the advantages is what if... You could see maybe not maybe not with N, but maybe three or four releases down the road, maybe this is starting to become a solid competitor to Linux. Android Q, right? Android <laughs> Q comes out, and it's the perfect Linux desktop killer because you can get Netflix apps, Hulu apps. You have the whole Play Store. You have the Linux underpinnings underneath it, especially mm-hmm. on the Android x86 version. And you could just essentially have a Windows or Mac-free, multi-windowed, well-supported right. desktop operating system. That's really interesting. That people are making tier one applications for. And that are designed oh, for quick, effective Even use. Microsoft Office is available. Go ahead. Oh, I could see. Ooh, I think I, I know what they're doing. Hmm. They're, they're trying to make Android perfect enough to kill off Apple, to kill off Microsoft. That way they are top. 
Well, I think everybody wants to be on the top. I mean, everybody <laughs> wants to be a top, really, if you think about it. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Let's talk about it more in Linux Unplugged today. I, I want to, because really quickly, want to get the word out there for people that are listening to this episode today. If you have an older Kindle, you've got to update your device today or it will not be able to connect to the Internet anymore. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. You know where our old Kindle's at, Ange? Uh, Kindle no? first generation, second generation, DX second generation, keyboard third generation, which I think is the one we have. Kindle fourth generation might be the one we No, we don't have that one. <laughs> uh, Kindle fifth generation, Kindle touch fourth generation, and Kindle paperwhite fifth generation, guys. Did you give it to your grandpa? No, no, I don't think so. No, I, I didn't see it. When I think the Kindles are pretty. If you know, if you have a Kindle, like it's not something I want to go out and buy. Yeah, but if you have a Kindle, it's a solid way to read. It really is. I wonder which one my grandma has. Yeah, you should let her know that she needs to update it today, March twenty yeah. second. Wow. Yeah, two thousand and sixteen. So I wanted to get the word out there because otherwise, the only way you're going to be able to get books up on that business is like old school tethering, hook it up, and transfer. Oh, well, get at least your US- still that. Well, but the Kindle you, software sucks you, so bad. But can you activate the internet or whatever? Like, can you do the update that way? I don't know. I don't know. It uh, doesn't look like well, it. I mean, you'd think you'd be able to, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. I'm reading they this gave article. a hard deadline for a reason. Let's see, I'm reading here. Uh, it does not look like you can update it over USB. But I could be wrong. They could just be mistaken because it's the consumer. So it's not from um, Amazon directly. Do you remember the Mythbusters? Yeah. Anybody in the mumble room a Mythbusters fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw them live. Oh, really? Ooh. Where? Where at? Uh, here in Wichita, they have a big tour. They're still on tour, I believe. This is Jamie's last one. Yeah. They have a cool little talk about science and everything. It's really great for the whole family. Yeah, the live show is – I would love to go to the live show. That sounds like a heck of a live show. Uh, the Mythbusters are like they're legend now. And like whenever you talk about something, there's like, oh, they busted that. It's like, well, okay, I know. I know they busted that. I know. Yeah. But like, like the moon landing. Uh, I, know, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I, but I was going there. Uh, you had it in your head, so I had to say it out loud. Uh, so this is, since it's no longer on air, and, uh, or, you know, it's ended, but you might want to be able to reference whenever somebody says, oh, they busted that. I'm pretty sure they busted <laughs> that. Remember that in episode 237 of your Tech Talk Today program, we had a link to the ultimate Mythbusters summary, all the results from wow. all of the tests Great. in one online directory. This is now sort of like a living, uh, sort of updating testimony to all of the experiments they've done. So it's uh, it's at myth mythresults.com if you want to go there directly. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was kind of handy to pass along to the audience. So go check it out at mythresults.com. Where is, let's see, where is the moon landing? No, you, we don't need to go. Let's Next. go into the moon landing. <laughs> oh, really? You sure? Okay. All right. Fine. That's fine because you know what? We do need to kick it after all for our Kickstarter of the week, Andrews. Now, Angela, second week in a row, you're bringing a Kickstarter. I know. And early, too. I'm and like, actually, yeah. I, I bagged the last one. You bagged? Backed. Backed. The, oh, okay. the, uh, I want yeah. it now, though. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so this is certainly something here. So, you know, you had – so last week we, we – You know what? Let me just – I'm going to introduce this one. Because okay. last week I found one because not based on technology – it was, but, a, it was a cast iron pan. Yes. It, and, and I actually liked it. And, was, and Chris introduced it as, this is Wi-Fi enabled, right? This has uh, Bluetooth or something. A smart pan, yeah. Yeah, a smart pan. You can somehow. download recipes well, online, right? So I went to the tech section and I found something that actually does talk to other You found the devices. most, this has got to be the most connected, uh, highly, highly online, most low-tech piece of equipment ever. I've n- I, could, <laughs> I never would have thought this would be the thing that you would want internet connected. But it's a, interesting to me. Apparently, three hundred and seventy-seven backers do. They have a goal of sixty-five thousand dollars, five hundred and forty-nine in there. Uh, with so far, 
$31,947 in American greenbacks with 28 days left to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you one unforgettable umbrella. <laughs> That's right. Umbrella. Weather conditions on your smartphone? Asking yourself whether or not you should take your umbrella with you? Before realizing forecasts cannot be trusted. What if you could trust your umbrella? Let me introduce you to the Umbrella. Umbrella is a connected umbrella. It sends you alerts on your smartphone when rain is on the way and reminds you to take it with you should you go outside. So how does this work? The Umbrella is a portable weather station. It collects real-time data such as temperature, pressure, humidity, and light. Data is processed and shared with all the Umbrella community, allowing everyone to receive hyper-local alerts. Yep. Long story short, we turn your umbrella into a social umbrella. A social oh, umbrella. And one more thing, you will never leave an umbrella behind. Why? Simply because it is a smart umbrella, an umbrella that is connected to your smartphone and notifies you when you're about to forget it. In a word, unforgettable. On a travaillé avec Wizou pour rendre ce parapluie inoubliable aussi en termes de design. They wanted to make On this umbrella unforgettable in terms of design. Pour, uh, so, uh, there you go. I'll jump ahead a little bit and see, because you know what? That's, I don't understand what that man is saying. <laughs> I hope you appreciate how we turn this object into an unforgettable smart device. With the team here in Paris, we are really, really excited about it. And we would love to have you back us on Kickstarter. All right, so Andrew. We can contribute to turn every rainy day into a happy day. Thank you. Thank you. Umbrella. Umbrella. The unforgettable umbrella. I get it. It's unforgettable because it won't let you forget it because it alerts you. Turn every rainy day into a happy day. So, uh, so the part that you missed is they talked about the, the color of the umbrella yeah. is uh, reminiscent of the Aurora Borealis. Oh, so it's like they, you're looking up at the Aurora Borealis, huh? Yeah. They, they wanted to something that, that was reflective. That is just so beautiful. And yeah. So uh, if you want to back them at 32 greenbacks, you get your own capsule, which you plug into your own umbrella. <laughs> you can plug it into your own umbrella, That's everybody. Uh, at at uh, at 66 bucks, you get the early wow. bird special price for the umbrella first edition at 66 bucks. Yeah. Now I found this not because I wanted to back it, but because I thought it was interesting to talk about. Here we go. At 77 dollars, you get a special price umbrella first edition. You will receive one exclusive umbrella in its beautiful packaging. Choose between colorful edition, white edition. And the black edition. And then it goes up from there. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, towards the high end, it's uh, – well, here you go, Ange. This would be perfect. Hmm. Oh, this is great. You got a big family? <laughs> here you go. $3,888. A very, very, very large family pack. 50 umbrellas. First Whoa. edition. Don't worry. Jeez. Shipping is included. <laughs> Wow, so that would be for like a company. Uh, yeah, but you know, there's different prices. You can get up to you can get up to you know from eighty bucks to three hundred bucks. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, it it has the sensors and everything. But if you're indoors, I would imagine that the the social networking of it, it it wouldn't necessarily provide an accurate thing. It won't know if it's actually outside or not. I guess it could know by your geolocation, roughly. Maybe, but it's still it's, it's iffy. rough, right? Yeah, yeah. it's always it's and, always rough. And I could see like you know pulling into work. And being and then getting the text, it's going to rain. Shit, you know, right. <laughs> like it's at home. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, like, are you, you go out on a date, you know, on a sunny day? Yeah. And leave your umbrella behind, and it says, "Oh, t- take me with you." You know, we, we're kind of laughing. Is this though? 
is this the way of the future, Mumble Room? Is this going to be like 100 years from now how everything is? Until we all get cancer. Or will we draw a line and say, you know what? We don't need our umbrellas to be internet connected and we just never will do it. What do you guys think? Way too much reliance on technology. <laughs> Says the guy connected over the internet to the mumble room. <laughs> no, that's fair. I agree. I, I disagree. I like the decentralized approach it's taking. It actually has a barometer in it and it's actually making decisions. Is it going to rain or is it not? It's not just feeding from the internet. Mm. True. Oh, look, it has a screw head on the top for a GoPro or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can put a GoPro or your camera or um, other accessories. They do that on purpose, yes. Um, I was going to say something to that comment. So what do you think, Angie? Do you think this is just going to be the way everything is in 100 years? Everything's just going to be everything from your umbrella to maybe even your gloves are going to be internet connected? Yeah. Really? You think so? Yeah. You know, look at the smart home stuff. Like, they're just expanding it into other Yeah, okay. You things. know, then we have got to solve the charging problem. Because <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to be plugging my umbrella and my gloves and my phone and my right. watch and my necklace and my underwear into... Uh, I mean, why not smart underwear so that way my boy bits are comfortable depending on what the weather is. If it's going to be a little warmer out, the, the, the fabric cool self-adjusts. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, like Back to the Future, you put the jacket on and it goes into self-dry mode and it dries uh, Marty McFly. If these things are all going to be constantly required charging, then we have got to have some sort of whole house wireless charging system that's constantly charging everything without giving us cancer and microwaving our brains. Right. I I thought that this would be particularly interesting for our mumble room and audience because it it seems like something that like a Raspberry Pi could do. It's just too big to yeah. implement it. You yeah, know? but it's got to be. Yeah, it's probably even less powerful than a Raspberry Pi, right? If it's just doing yeah, some basic sensors. Probably, and, but yeah. but the fact that it has that social. Uh, uh, the networking aspect of it, I mean, with other umbrellas. Umbrellas. I, you know what? Legitimately, there are a couple of things about this that I like. Uh, conceptually, I like – I do also really like that it's crowdsourcing the data to some degree. Obviously, it's also pulling in probably from their system. But I think in general, as we build these um, – Internet-connected devices that are all over the place and have all various different roles. Some people call them Internet of Things. <laughs> uh, I would really like to see them become more of a mesh and and talking amongst each other. Like, for example, if I over there have my Hughes Hub for these lights mm-hmm. and that has an Internet connection, well, then wouldn't it be great if I could have a Hughes controller in the kitchen that didn't have to have its own Internet connection but would just be able to mesh network and use the connection of its other brother, sibling, sister mm-hmm. in the other room? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, you know, reduce reliance on external services because – it is still very possible that our internet connection could go out and right. these devices could quit working or there could be a cellular congestion this one day. This is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think the idea that the mesh networking aspect of this, I like that. I also like uh, using proximity to be aware when you leave something behind. One yeah. of the things that I liked on Android Wear versus the Apple Watch uh, was in Android Wear, you could install a an app that would buzz your wrist when you lost connection to your phone. So it was a, oh, I just, because you don't ever forget your watch because it's on right, your wrist. Right. Uh, so you'd walk away from your phone and it'd go, oh, don't, don't, forget to leave, don't forget to grab your phone. I'm like, oh, crap, let me go get that. Well, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> I keep my debit card in my phone. I have a yeah. case that holds my debit yeah, card. I like that. And um, I brought my purse last Tuesday because I was going to hit Costco after Tech Talk today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Burger King and I ended up skipping Costco. I just went home. I left my purse at Burger King. Oh, no. Yeah. Just because I don't normally have my purse. I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, but I needed it that day for my American Express card, which can't fit in my phone. So, um, yeah, four days later, I went to 
used something in my purse and my purse wasn't there and it wasn't in my car and it wasn't. And I was like, where the heck is my purse? How did you track it back to Burger King? Uh, well, Jenny calmed me down. <laughs> She's like, well, where did you have it last? And I was like, well, I know I brought it to the studio. Um, I had Rakai check the studio. I know I brought it to the studio because I wanted to go to Costco, but we didn't go to Costco. And because I drove and because you were in the passenger seat, I wore my purse and uh, while we were driving. And so I wore it into Burger King because it makes sense to wear the purse into Burger King, not leave it in the car. It would have been safer in my freaking car. For sure, yeah. You know? But then I remember when I chose where we were going to sit, I, I noted that the chair had um, knobs on each side so I could hang my purse on it and I could hang it close to the window where it could be safe, where nobody could like just walk by and grab it. And then I just left it there. <laughs> so did they put it behind the counter? They put it in their safe. Wow. Yeah. Did it, so did it still end up smelling like Burger King? I didn't smell it. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. No, but I did tell it it looked different. Um, <laughs> you look different. Yeah. Have you been fooling around with other purses in that safe? No more like it's been so long. You've grown up, you know, like anyway. No, but nothing was taken out of it. And, um, you know, they didn't even verify who I was. But I said, you know, I left my purse here on Tuesday. It was so dumb. So my purse has like six lives left because I left it at Supercuts like four months ago <laughs> for another like for four days. It, I just. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, are we backing this? Is anybody, is anybody in the moment going to back this? No, 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 no. no. You inch. Okay. Give at least mumble room. Give me credit for finding something that we could talk about. All right. It is neat. So I'll give it the official lose jingle. (laughs) It got the lose jingle, but I will give it credit for it is a harbinger of things to come. I think. Yes. Uh, this is sort of a funny presentation. I don't know why (laughs) it's like they went too far. Like, you know, you need to walk me there. You got to start with like smart shoes. I could totally get on board with some smart (laughs) shoes. Right. Now make them, make them smart. Why, Why we, aren't there not pedometers or right? shoes? Yeah. Exactly. The heck? I know. That. Then you don't have to worry about your arm swinging. You know, Bella follows me in the kitchen swinging her left arm because I swing my left arm. You know what? You don't have to do that with the Apple Watch. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yes, no. you do. No, don't you have your phone in your pocket? No. Oh. Or sometimes I'm holding my phone like this so the pedometer isn't. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes I just roll my eyes and say, okay, I won't get those steps. You, you know, you get to you should what you should do is take a you should take a you should take a three week step break and just let yourself be like on step vacation because you're getting too worked up about right? it. I know. Well, I'm on like a 44 day move streak. Right <laughs> you're taking it way too seriously. <laughs> but here's what I tell you. And my is, knee is telling me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also the Zumba. Uh, so here's what I'll give you. I'll give you that. This is pretty interesting. You could see where you could have legitimately Wi-Fi connected shoes or Bluetooth connected shoes at some point. And, you know, N- Nike actually has something you can snap in the bottom of some of their like a Nike sport thing. You can snap into their shoes. Um, like a little puck. This isn't the dumbest thing I've seen. I've seen uh, that trying to be crowdfunded as a product. I mean, there was a smart water bottle that reminded you to be, when you were thirsty. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I do. And like, I sent you a, like a push notification on your phone or some stupid crap like that. That's the last thing I need is a notification, yeah, right? another notification Wipe on my phone butt. from my water bottle. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is a good point, Rotten. That is a good point. Uh, so we'll give Umbrella this. Uh, you got us thinking. And if you guys want to check out Umbrella, we do have a link to it in the show notes. Just go down to the Kickstarter. And you know what? S- stick around because Linux Unplugged is coming up in a little bit. So if you're listening to this Whoa. and you're free... What? That's a good plugsies right there. I, I love know. It. I yeah. love it. I Wait, love way it. to interrupt it. Sorry. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. So, yeah. Mumble room stick around. Chat room stick around. Hey, all. 
Linux Unplugged coming That's up right. in a couple hours. That's right. And you know, Andrews, uh, one of the ways you can keep shows like this and Linux Unplugged coming to you is by being part of our crowdfunding. Speaking of crowdfunding, go to patreon.com slash today. That's the place we're going to sort of go to the audience and say, like what we're doing, gotten, gotten some value from us. Have you enjoyed some of our infotainment or whatever you want to call oh, it? That's that, cute. That's no, adorable. I don't know. It's maybe too cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you've gotten some value from the Jupiter Broadcasting Network, go over to patreon.com slash today. I would love to see that go up a bit more. Uh, yeah. As well, Linux- hey, did you cut the cord? Did you cut the cord because all you want is tech news and that's what we do? <laughs> even or even if you find it if you find it valuable to pay for Netflix or if you find it valuable mm-hmm. to you know really contribute to an open source project something like that consider that this is truly just independent content that really wants its priorities to be its audience and that's what this page is all about patreon.com slash today the whole idea here is to give us leverage and negotiate with sponsors it's how we're able to say no to pretty much everybody who contacts us for sponsorship and work with people that we truly like and work with. That leverage is made possible because of our Patreon page. And the more that grows, the stronger that leverage becomes and the more our dependence is on our audience, which is always the way you want your entertainment focused. Patreon.com slash today. There's some perks over there. Check it out. And thanks to everybody who's been supporting us over at Patreon.com slash today. We really do appreciate it. Angela, I have a smorgasbord, if you will, of end of show clips. I mean, I'm not even sure where to begin, so I thought – since there's so many options for me, I should probably go way back in time and just that's the, that seems to be the direction to go. So I've got a clip here. Are you ready from this? From 1978. Not to make anybody from 1978 feel old, but if you think about it, things have changed a lot since the 1978 in the world of computers. So this commercial is going to take us way back in time when the Atari was just the most like. Um, coveted computer of the day. Like, people just loved it. And they were on Atari games and Atari uh, um, controllers were, like, iconic. Atari was uh, famous for, well, later on, for for some really horrible games like the... Um, um, Doom? No, E.T. game. Oh. Did you hear about... Have you heard about the E.T. game? You should I don't look. think so. It is an... In, you should YouTube that thing. It's an interesting story. But this is all before things went south. This okay, isn't a heyday. Atari. Let's see your best pitch. See you next week. The Atari video computer system is 20 cartridges with 1,300 game variations you play on your own TV set. You can't keep me in here, Atari. Tonight, play it.